Still using bias tires? Here's your chance to upgrade to radial. This spring, Firestone Ag is making it easy with Farm Hard Rewards. Just head to your local certified Firestone Ag Tire dealer between now and April 30th and get discounts as big as $200 per tire when you buy two or more eligible Firestone radial tires. This deal doesn't last long, so visit Orange Tire to take advantage of Farm Hard Rewards soon. Terms, conditions, and limitations apply. For full details, visit firestoneag.com or contact Orange Tire and Orange to learn more. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. Second hour as we roll then all the way until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Ken Silverstein is our guest. Big Ten Conference Insider. We're going to get into a lot of hoop conversation with him. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Ken, here is your first question, and I just uh, saw this on Twitter. Can you explain to me why a study now shows that vasectomy numbers spike during March Madness? <laughs> Thank you, Jim. I, I appreciate that question out of the box. That's according. That's according to the Ohio Cleveland Clinic. You know somebody near and dear to your heart that works there. Yes, she does. Uh, been there a long time, but I, you know what? That um, that surprises me. I, I really don't have a great answer uh, for that. All I can tell you, though, and I was talking to somebody earlier today about this. We were kind of reminiscing about where this thing has come from, this thing meaning March Madness, mm-hmm. and that whether you want to go back to the early 80s, whether you want to go back further, whatever, what, when did this really just become almost, maybe not even almost, a national holiday? Yeah, okay? yeah. And, and where this thing has become like a billion-dollar business, not a million-dollar business, a billion with a B as in Barbara business, I don't know. I don't know when... Can this I make? Can I make? A, what it is can today. I make a guess? Can I make a guess? Would it yeah, be? Me would, too. It, would it be Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michigan against Could be. Indiana Could State, be. Michigan State, Indiana State? But you know what? The TV coverage back then was prehistoric compared to today. It was, but so, isn't that still the biggest draw on television? Yeah, it, I, I think it is. Um, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I just think. Like I, most offices, um, you know, whether it's in downtown Des Moines, whether it's in downtown New York, Chicago, L.A., or Plattsville, Wisconsin, it doesn't make a difference where it is. You have a segment who are not fans. They, they don't watch during the season. They don't know nothing, okay, about college hoops. But today, okay, the machines are rolling out all these brackets, or yesterday, let's say, and all of a sudden, you have people who have no idea right. are now putting down money thinking they can win, okay? And I've seen pools where people have won who have no idea. They're, they're, they're like, laughing. They go, oh, I just picked them because I like going there, or I have a friend who went to school there, or, oh, it just seems like a funny name, or I like their nickname, and they actually win. So it, it's, it's become so large, this whole thing, of March Madness, that it's really, really remarkable. It's, it's, it really is. It's, I don't know if it can get any bigger because it is already colossal in size. It is, but isn't it because guys like us were too analytical? So somebody who comes in with only a marginal basketball 
aptitude just marks down, oh, I like their jerseys, I like their mascot, mm-hmm. oh, their coach is cute, uh, and ends up winning. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I saw, you mentioned the Cleveland Clinic, I saw a clinic pool about two years ago where a young lady won, okay, and she had, she really readily admitted, she says, I have no idea, I just, I just started filling in blanks and because everybody was doing it. I figured I'd get caught up, and I did get caught up, she said. And, she, you know, and we watched, you know, as the tournament kept going on, and I was going, oh, my goodness. And it happens to be my wife's secretary. I go, she's going to win this thing. And my wife goes, she has no idea of what she's picking. She has no clue. Yeah. She doesn't care, but she got caught up because everybody's into it. Sure. And she ended up winning. And no idea. None at all. None at all. And she won. It's the beauty of the NCAA yeah. tournament. It seemingly happens all the time. Person that knows the least about it ends up yeah. right there in it the money. Up we, think too, we look at it, like Jim said, we look at it too yeah. analytically. Like I have it right here in front of me, and I know you, right. you have it in front of you. And I'm trying to find upsets, okay? Mm-hmm. And 2 and 15s are great, and 3 and 14s are great. So I'm, I'm scanning this thing, the left side. I'm looking at the right side of the page, and I'm trying to find upsets. And, guys, I went into it saying, all right, I got to pick a couple because I know you're going to ask. And I, I found a couple, but they're not huge upsets. So either I am misguided completely or this thing is going to play very conservatively, even though I know they're going to be upsets. If you just look at it, I don't see a lot of upsets. Okay, and I don't mean, you know, oh, an eight and a nine. Okay, I'm not talking about that. Maybe, like, I'll give you an example. I have two upsets, okay? And these are not huge upsets, okay? I got Xavier, number 11, the Musketeers, mm-hmm. beating number six, Maryland, okay? okay? Not been impressed by Maryland over the last right. six weeks. Right. So I think Maryland's going to go down. I think Xavier's good enough to beat them, okay? It's not a huge upset, 11 beating six, but I got to find something. So I put that check mark down. Then I kept scanning, looking around, going, all right, I need to find more. All right, this one. Number 10, Wichita State. I love Coach Marshall. I think he does a great job. Uh, They've had a really nice program over the last four, five, six years. I think the Shockers beat the Dayton Flyers. Okay, Mm -hmm. Coach Miller. I got a 10 beating a 7. Not a huge upset, but numerically it is an upset. So I'm thinking, okay, those are two. I got to find more. And, guys, help me. I couldn't. I know a lot of people are picking Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, a lot of folks are picking that. I'm not picking it because everyone else is picking it. Yes. Okay. That's the way I feel. I mean, I, I, a lot of folks are picking that upset. And it'd be a nice upset. Okay. Because you'd have a very low seed beating a very high seed. But if you don't pick that one, help me, guys. Find me some other upsets other than the two I just mentioned. I, I got a few for you, Ken. See? I, I Trent- like to. I like to go a little bit deeper into it. In fact, uh, the two ones that you mentioned, Ken, well, Wichita's favored by five and a half in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, what, is that, what does that tell they're you? They're favored by five and a half in the I Maryland know, but game. I'm just going by the numbers. I'm just going, yeah. you know, right. I'm just going, uh, what is Xavier, 11 versus six. And again, these are not huge upsets. I'm not trying to tell you or, or anyone else that an 11 beating a six is like, oh, my goodness, or a 10 beating a seven. Um, you know, a three and a 14, a two and a 15, et cetera. Those are bigger. All right. Trent, roll them out for me. What do you have? Well, I think Rhode Island's getting to the Sweet 16. Wow. Not only are they beating Creighton, I think they beat Oregon in the round of 32 wow. to get there. Okay. So wow. I got an 11 seed in my Sweet 16. 
I kind of have a sneaking suspicion. Butler, so inconsistent throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember, they lost Indiana State, who was awful in the mm-hmm. NBC earlier this year. I could see Winthrop getting them there. We mentioned Middle Tennessee State against Minnesota. That might be a crazy one. East Tennessee State against a wounded Florida team. That's another one. I think there's plenty. I don't think you're going to see the major shockers, though. The twos getting beat by a 15. Is hmm. there a three out there? I'm not so sure if that's the case, but I think you're going to see plenty in those kind of middle-tier range of upsets, but maybe nothing major in the first round. Okay. Jim, what do you have? You got anything that jumps out at you? Um, this will sound crazy, but I'm with you on the Middle Tennessee State deal. I like Minnesota, okay. and, and I like Minnesota getting to the Sweet 16. Wow, Golden Gophers. So yeah. uh, just with what I have seen from that team so far. I also like, and I've told Trent this, I like Oklahoma State beating Michigan. Mm, Wow. I looked at that one, and I just said to myself, you know what, they're on a roll. i got to believe they'll win at least one. I mean, this is not, you know, there's not the Fat Five Michigan squad, obviously, or anything close to it, but they're on a roll. Obviously, they won the Big Ten. Um, I looked at it, but I ran away from it just because I guess I bought into momentum and Michigan at least having it for one more game. But I, mm-hmm. I see where you're coming from. So, Ken, uh, in the brackets with the Big Ten, there is a lot of uh, hooting and hollering to our neighbors to the northeast up in Badgerland. Wisconsin given an eight seed if they yeah. beat Virginia Tech. They're going to see Villanova the defending champions, while hmm. the Gophers, the team that they beat twice, finished better than them in the conference. Also went further in the conference tournament. They get a five seed. How does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I mean, I know a lot of folks have looked at this stuff. Um, I don't know, and I was thinking about this today, whether or not, and Grant, you're dealing with a lot less teams um, when you're dealing with the football selection committee compared to the basketball selection committee. And obviously there's always um, a lot of arguments going both ways about how well the last couple of years the football committee has done, okay? And that can be debated, obviously, over the last couple of years, dealing with four teams. When you're dealing with 60-plus, there's a lot more room for mistakes. And um, there have been and there are uh, some uh, mistakes this go-around, including the one Trent just uh, mentioned. Look, um, if you feel you're slighted, um, you're dealing with, for the most part, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids for the most part, use it as a head coach, assistant coaches, whatever. Use it as bulletin board stuff. Use it in your pregame. Use whatever you have verbally to get your kids motivated, even though they should be motivated because it's a field of 60-plus. So, you know, if you feel you're slighted, even if you don't, even if if it isn't a slight, but you can sell it as a slight, if that makes sense, then then use it. And obviously these coaches – and others are going to do that, and um, you know we'll see if it, it works. But yeah, that's one that that jumps out, and, and you scratch your head and go, "Hmm, what were they thinking about?" The other thing, and guys, I don't know if you talked about this or not over the last day and a half, let's say, and that is who made up the selection committee, and were there enough pure basketball people mm-hmm. on the committee? I know there's been a lot of talk. Uh, nationally about that, and maybe, I think they're right in saying this, that there just weren't enough pure basketball people on the committee um, than, let's say, need be. Does that make sense, Tim? 
Well, what I mean, who do they have on there? They they've got. Are you saying they just have ads? Is that it? Well, they had they had a bunch of ads, and a lot of the folks. The argument is that there weren't enough pure, whatever that means, like, basketball former like coaches. Like former coaches, of, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, I, you know, look, it's more difficult when you're dealing with four than you're dealing with sixty plus. Okay. And not every team in this field of sixty plus, quite frankly, has any shot. Right. I mean, I mean, how many really have a legitimate shot? And, and this is very debatable. Are there eight teams, yeah. ten teams, twelve teams, sixteen, yeah. seventeen? I don't know. I mean, you you could throw out X amount of numbers or numerically and say, okay, they have a legitimate shot of reaching the lead eight. All right, these number have a, a legitimate shot of reaching the final four. These have a legitimate shot at two, and obviously this is the final team uh, standing. Look, it makes for great theater. Everybody loves it. The pools, the money that it's exchanged, okay, whatever. It, it all works. It's great stuff. People are going to be missing work Thursday and Friday and so forth. We get that. Um, I don't know how strong a field this is from one through 60-plus. Maybe I'm looking too much at the Big Ten and the Big Ten having a down year, I just don't see one team that I say, okay, this is clear cut, like Kentucky right. a couple of years ago. Right. Okay, yeah. everyone looked at Kentucky and said that's the team to beat. I look at this thing and go, hmm, all right, I like North Carolina, I like Duke. Uh, you can make an argument for Kentucky. You can make an argument maybe for UCLA or Arizona. You can make an argument, obviously, for the defending champion. Other than Villanova Wildcats, I've just named six or seven right there. And there, and there are a lot more that you can throw in the mix. Ken Silverstein is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. When Trent asked you then about the, the Big Ten, is it one of those kind of deals where you just sort of sit and look at it and say, okay. It was a down year for the Big Ten, and that's why we didn't see anybody get seated in the top four seeds. Is that fair, or does it go back to your question about who was part of the selection committee? No, I think it's the play. I mean, it just was a down year, as good as football was in the regular season, and I don't think anybody can dispute that. And grand, the bowl season wasn't as good as everybody would like across the board. There were some highlights, obviously, and there were low lights and, and so forth, no doubt about it. Bowl season for football wasn't as good as, uh, let's say, the commission others would like at the uh, Big Ten headquarters. All right, with that said, basketball was down. There's no other way to spin it. Uh, part of the problem is there weren't really marquee players. Now, does that mean this is going to be the same way in 17-18, no. No, it doesn't mean that at all. you got another recruited class coming in. you got young teams like Iowa and others that are going to be better. They're going to be more experienced. So you, no one can say, at least I don't think they can say, that this is going to happen for 17-18. All you can do is look at what you saw this year. It was down. I mean, Purdue is nice, but they're not, they're not great. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin you know, probably should have been seated a little bit higher. We've already talked about that. Northwestern's a great story. I have them beating Vanderbilt. I hope I'm right for the purple. We'll see what occurs there. I got Maryland losing to Xavier. 
Michigan State, depressing. My so-called love affair and marriage to Tom Izzo is on the rocks. <laughs> the papers have been filed. I mean, Michigan State is, what, a nine? That's, that's disgusting. I'm sorry. Yeah. They should always be a top three seed. They're not. Terrible year for Michigan State. Michigan, late on. Congrats. Thank goodness everybody's okay. But this is not the best Michigan team we've seen over the last five, ten years. It's not even close. And Minnesota, great job by Coach Patino, young Patino. Um, but I'm, to- I'm still not totally convinced that the Gophers are as good as their record. And did I forget anybody? No. I mentioned Purdue um, earlier uh, answering uh, the question. They take on uh, what? Uh, Vermont. And they'll win that game. So um, it's just there isn't a marquee player or players. There isn't a top 10, 12 pick in the NBA draft. Uh, and it's cyclical. Um, I'm hopeful that it will be better next year and that these teams and others will have a chance for March Madness, and the seedings will be higher because the committee will be more impressed by their body of work. Ken, uh, a quick move away from the NCAA bracket to the NIT, and the only Mm -hmm. reason I bring it up is because Indiana, the three seed, but they're not playing at home. First there was talk, well, it's because of renovations. They found out that was debunked. They said, well, no, it's actually because uh, the students are on spring break. I think we all know the real reason. The Indiana administration didn't want to hear everybody booing Tom Crean. Yeah, I think I think that's it, and I'll be curious to see another week or two whether he still has the gig. Obviously, Illinois has already made their move, and, and no surprise there particularly. Ooh, that Rutgers loss really hurt uh, uh, him, and now he's looking for a new gig. Um, what do they get? They get Georgia, um, or Georgia Tech, excuse me, the Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen Georgia Tech play a ton, uh, but the way I used played all year would not surprise me, particularly if the kids know it's coming. If they, if they smell that Queen is in trouble, um, and they're going to know better than all of us, um, outside of the AD and the Board of Regents and the heavy hitters monetarily they give to the program, uh, I'll be curious how hard they play for Coach Crean. Uh, so the seating is surprising. And I wouldn't be surprised, even though I have not seen the Ramblin' Rec play a lot this year, to be honest with you, uh, would not surprise me if IU goes up in flames. And if they, if they do, we'll see what they do in Bloomington with the fate of one Tom Crean. Let me uh, stay in the uh, NIT just for a moment. And the only reason is, is because there'll be a lot of interest in this game. And you're s- stuck up there in the snow. You are have covered Syracuse on many occasions. You know Bayheim. You've talked to him. They are roughly a 12-point favorite over <laughs> North Carolina Greensboro. It, it's, Love it. Life, life is so sweet. Isn't it, isn't it great the way that goes full circle? I mean, who could see this coming? Breaking news. The game has been moved to tomorrow night because, ah, of, the because of the snow. Yes, because of the snow. Yeah, getting, okay. we're, all, we're all getting hammered here. Right. Uh, particularly in New York State and up towards Boston. Um, yeah, it's, it, look, talent-wise, it's no contest. Okay. Right? I mean, Syracuse is getting allegedly elite players. North Carolina, if it was North Carolina, then obviously Syracuse is in trouble. The problem is it's North Carolina Greensboro. <laughs> but these kids obviously are going to be motivated. We all know, we all know why. Thank you, Jim Beheim. Okay. Um, I would love to see Greensboro win. I mean, it would be a great story. It'd be tremendous. Uh, can you imagine Beheim in a post-game oh. situation, half as as foul mood 
oriented as he normally is, okay? The man, there's 365 days in the year unless there's a leap year. He's hardly ever in a good mood, okay? Could you imagine if Greensboro beats him, what kind of mood he's going to be in and the questions he's going to be asked? He better hope that the Orange show up and beat Greensboro, North Carolina Greensboro. Look, talent-wise, Syracuse wins. The kids are going to work real hard from NC Greensboro. Um, I'm going to root for Greensboro because it's a great story, but I think Syracuse better win. They got the better players, but I would love to love, just love mm-hmm. with a capital L O V E exclamation point uh, for Greensboro to beat them. That would be really a remarkable national story. Ken Silverstein uh, on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, back then to the uh, games that really matter. And in the NIT, Iowa has got a home game. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like they're doing relatively well selling tickets. Uh, I saw over they had over 9,000 already sold. Um, look, they didn't make the dance. We didn't expect them to make the dance. We felt they had to win one for sure, maybe two to get in. They didn't. This is a good thing for the Iowa team to play in the NIT, and it's good for those freshman players to get more games under their belt. You agree? Oh, yeah. There's no downside here. There's none There's none at all. And uh, you want them to play as long as they can. You'd like, obviously, to get them to the Final Four of the NIT and, and obviously uh, go from there. The more games they play, there is no downside. Uh, they're, they're looking into next year. I mean, they have good young players. And they're all going to be back. And so you want to play more than just taking on South Dakota. Beat South Dakota, move on, play a couple more games. There's no downside at all. Um, and I'm encouraged by that uh, 9,000 figure. Hopefully it will be more. Uh, one of the problems with the NIT, particularly with some bigger programs, is that the fan base looks at it and goes, uh, not really. Uh, if you're not in the field of 60-plus, you know, they don't want to show up. So kudos to the fan base for at least 9,000 or more. Hopefully it'll be more than that. Um, it'd be shocking if they lose. They should win and, uh, and move on. And you want them to play as many games as possible because uh, they're really, God forbid, nobody gets hurt. Outside of that, there are no negatives. There's just none at all. And hopefully they have a long run uh, in the NIT and um, use that as momentum uh, into 17-18. Last thing for me, I'll let Jim finish up with you as we look at the bracket in the Big Ten. Purdue is the only team by seed anticipated to be to the Sweet 16. With the matchups in front of you, who is the team that you like most outside of Purdue to get to the Sweet 16 from the Big Ten, Ken? Wow. I, I'd be honest with you, I don't have anybody um, wow. at this point. Yeah. I Call me uh, Debbie Downer here or Ken Downer. Um, I just am... Until I see somebody start to make a run, then I'll jump on the bandwagon. I admit I will. But right now, um, as of what today's the 14th of March, um, I think the team playing the best, obviously, is Michigan because they won the tournament mm-hmm. um, and they got the mo. But I don't see them reaching the Sweet 16. I think if they were elsewhere and the bracket was kinder, I think Michigan would have the best shot. But it is what it is ge- geographically. So I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I don't think anybody in this conference is getting to the Sweet 16. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I could see Purdue. I see what you're saying. Um, but I'm going to be uh, Ken Downer here and uh, <laughs> say that no one from the conference 
makes a Sweet 16, which has put a capper on this entire basketball season mm-hmm. uh, collegiately in the Big Ten, if that would occur. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking right now. All right, before we let you run, who do you have in your final four and why? Well, again, looking at this thing, you know, and every year I pick the big boys, and every year I say to myself, I'm going to learn from my past mistakes. And, Jim, you know me well. Yeah, you haven't learned. No, I haven't learned. So here we go. Drum roll, please. I'm in the gutter. Please do not run and take these picks to heart. But here we go. Duke. Oh, my. I'm always picking Duke. Why? I have no idea other than they have two really good players, and it's Duke. Um, I like Arizona a lot. I really do. Um, I think they may have as good a blended talent Backcourt size, half-court game, full-court game. Um, I think Arizona is really, really good. And so I got Arizona in the Final Four. Um, this is going to come as no surprise. Uh, it's one of my favorite programs. Um, I just love Chapel Hill. I think it's one of the best-looking campuses in America. Obviously a great tradition. I got North Carolina. So I feel real good about these three. The fourth one, don't feel so good about because they always, they tease me. They leave me at the altar, whatever you want to call it. If they do it again, I'm just going to disown them. There will be more divorce papers coming to this head coach. <laughs> okay? I'm moving from Izzo to Bill Self. Uh, I got Kansas. But, I mean, they have the talent. Yes. Somehow, some way, they find a creative way not to do it. But I got Kansas. And the winner, and I'm not real confident with this pick, uh, but I got North Carolina. Uh, winning it all. Okay. Interesting. Well, good luck when we talk. When we talk to you next week, we'll see uh, if your brackets have already blown to smithereens. Well, they always are. Yeah. They always are. I mean, I got like arrows and little yeah. hook marks and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and the other thing that's difficult, if you're in more than one pool, okay, it's like a full-time job. Just keep in control of what you're doing with bracket A or bracket B or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, guys, real quick, how many brackets are you in, or how many how many pools are you in? Trent's in three hundred and twenty-one. <laughs> Not quite that many. Okay. I'll, I'll be in a few though. Probably okay. three or four, something like that. Okay, Jim, how many? About two or three. Two or three. Yeah, I'm in three. Believe me, that's enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have a hard enough job. <laughs> See, I put mine in pencil, also, guys. This way, right, hey, let if me, I misread let, the bracket, let, let me, I can scratch it out and put something. Else let me, in. let me, let me, let me stop you here because Trent, when he does, when he enters all those different pools, he does different brackets. He changes around. Yeah, me, I do too. me, you do too. Okay, me yeah. on the other hand, I do one, and that's it. I do one, and then I just enter that in my pool. That way I can say, well, I picked that team, and if they pull an upset, if where somebody else who did 15 different brackets, yeah, I got that one. Well, they don't tell you they did 15 of them. I know. Well, at least I'll tell you how many I'm doing. (laughs) At least I'm being honest, Ken, here. I'm an honest Abe. I'm being honest, Ken. I like it. You have a great weekend. Uh, Stay uh, safe in the snow, will you? We will. Uh, enjoy the hoops, and we'll talk next week. Remember, 10% raise in vasectomies at the Cleveland Clinic. He hung up that. on me. Yeah. He didn't want he to hear about it anymore. His wife is uh, like a mucky muck there. Well, you know the reason for it, right? Uh, 
I, I don't think I can talk about it on this show. What do you mean? What's the reason for it? The reason for it is because you get it done, and then you sit on the couch. <laughs> because you can't do anything. You've never heard this before? Well, I've never had it done, nor would You're I right, want neither to. Have I. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah, you not, need another kid? Not bringing a razor blade near Mr. Winky. Well, it doesn't go there, Jim. But still, the sack pack? No. Right. No, I'm not. No. But the reason that it is done this week. Yes. You have it done Thursday so morning. You, so you can sit on the couch and right. watch games for a couple of days. You got wifey doing hand over foot for ah, you. Ah, with the Serving ice bag. Yeah. With the ice bag. You're good to go. Wow. Don't have to do any honeydew lists. Don't wow. have to do any work around the house. You sit and you watch hoops. It's a good thing I'm 92. That's least, why it's done. At least my equipment still works. That's a that's a plus. Uh, just remember. Your equipment still works, Jim, if it you does. have a vasectomy. It does? Yes. Ooh. You just don't get a, a just, little kid that will get a good point from it. <laughs> just I'm surprised a, you had to have it done back when you were in your 20s. Oh, I should have. <laughs> Car blanche. I should have. I have no idea how many were walking around this earth. Jimmy B and TC, that's way too much information. Wow. We're coming back. Bye. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. It's hockey season and my Iowa Wild are back. From puck drop until the final horn, I'll be on my feet, pounding the glass and cheering on Des Moines' team. Three periods of fast-paced hockey, beer flowing, and a good night out with my buddies. That's Iowa Wild Hockey. There's something for everyone with Iowa Wild Hockey at Wells Fargo Arena. The puck drops Saturday at 6 p.m. for a St. Patrick's-themed game with the Iowa Wild. Join them early for an Irish bottle opener-styled baseball cap giveaway and enjoy green beer all night. Plus, bring your dancing shoes for the free post-game concert featuring Gaelic Storm. Visit iowawild.com for tickets. Iowa Wild Hockey lives here. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You 
could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping the Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'm Jason Horowitz with an NCAA tournament schedule preview. The big dance begins tonight in Dayton with a first four doubleheader. That includes the Kansas State Wildcats taking on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Dayton will host another doubleheader tomorrow. And then this Thursday and Friday, it will be wall-to-wall games from eight different sites. Of course, you can hear Westwood One's exclusive coverage of every game of the NCAA tournament right here. Pets and beautiful carpet aren't usually found in the same room until now. The Home Depot has a new line of carpet specially designed for pet owners. New Life Proof with Pet Proof technology keeps you covered against any pet, any stain, any time. Now, get free all-inclusive whole home carpet installation. Worry-free carpet. Completely free installation from the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Installation valid on carpet price a dollar or more per square foot. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. U.S. only offer ends April 5th. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Back at it once again here on a Tuesday. Time to talk with Wolfgang. It's presented by the Spa at West Glen. Wolfgang joins us here live from a sunny destination. Wolfgang, you're the smart one. You got out of this godforsaken snow. Oh, I know. Perfect timing, Florida. I'm going to be able to sit on the beach, look at the ocean, and get my hot spot going and watch basketball. And actually, just the basketball thing is good enough for me. But when you add the beach and water in, uh, good times. Good times. No, no doubt about it. I am incredibly jealous. Here I am sitting in the cold, but uh, what can you do? But we do have basketball, and that is a good thing. The selection has come and gone, Wolfgang. No Iowa in there. And I'll tell you what, I was a bit surprised just how close the Hawkeyes were to getting in. You know, we were talking last week, it felt like, you know, two wins is what it was going to take to get in. They would have beat Indiana. 
they'd be an NCAA tournament team. They might be playing tonight or tomorrow in Dayton, but at the very least, I think they would have been in just with one victory. I know. It literally looks like had we beaten Indiana, we would have won. And there were a couple other games during the year had we pulled out the Nebraska-Omaha, the Minnesota, the Nebraska game. Just if we get one of those, I think it maybe does it. Um, yeah, we had, we had talked about how soft the bubble was. I don't ever remember the, the bubble being this soft, and I'm so glad Syracuse didn't get in, aren't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was... Um, so manufactured from uh, from the Syracuse alumni at ESPN, it was it was embarrassing. They, they, they weren't even close. There is no way they should be selected over the other bubble teams, over Iowa, over Illinois State. You know, teams like that that were just left out. Plus the teams that made it. You know, for the first time in a long time, I had absolutely no problem with who they put in. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I was just reading somebody tweeted out something. Did you see Iowa finished? 30 in the AP poll. Oh, really? I, did, I didn't realize that. I don't look I at mean, AP poll really hardly at all in basketball. Yeah, I don't either. But I just found that interesting that the 30th ranked team by the writers did make the NCAA tournament. But you know what? I'm not going to – I didn't watch the uh, NIT selection show. You've, you've heard of must TV. That's must-not-see TV. I just couldn't bear myself to watch it. I'm, I'm even having trouble looking at the bracket. You know, I think we if we if we beat uh, South Dakota, we would play TCU. Is that right? Probably. Yes, correct. Okay. Now TCU is not bad. No, not, not at all. We, it doesn't look like we've got necessarily an easy an easy path from what it looks like. Uh, I think they're predicting. I think the line is at ten points that we're uh, we're favored by. It's up to twelve now. It was open at eleven and a half. Uh, most places, at least this morning, it was at twelve. The Hawkeyes are favored, so a, a substantial favorite in this game. And I am, I am looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to seeing. I, I'm not. I finally calmed down. We're in the NIT. It's a young team. Um, was looking at some of Twitter, some of the message boards, talking to some people out here. I was a little surprised at how down people were about not making it. Um, I, I, nobody thought we were going to make this at the beginning of the year. I don't know. They. I guess some of these people that I'm talking. Expect to make the NCAA tournament every year. I don't expect to make the NCAA tournament every year. Trent. No, that's that's silly thing. You know, that's a that's a silly thought process to expect a team that loses four senior starters, guys that were the backbone of your program, and you're just going to get that right back in. No, that that is that is getting your expectations out of whack with the historical preference of what Iowa basketball is this year. I consider this a success. Getting to the NIT, being a one seed, being as close as they were, going to the Big Ten tournament with the chance to play yourselves in, that's a win for this young group. I think this year is absolutely a success. And I think I think the ticket sales are showing um, that the Hawkeye fans are good with this year. They like this year. They like this team. They like how hard they play. 9,300 tickets sold, and that's uh, before this morning. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those awesome NIT crowds that we've kind of joked about. Why in the world are NIT crowds the best? But some of the uh, regular season ticket holders get out of the way. You get the high school kids that that, uh, aren't in the tournament anymore. They get to come to the game. You get a younger crowd. Their parents are there. They've got good seats, which they're not used to having. Um, So it could be, I mean, it really could be fun to watch. Some of these NIT games over the years actually have been fun to watch, I think. 
No, I'm with you there. Absolutely. It's been some real good ones that have been in Carver and even, you know, look at what they did when they went out on the road, when they went to the Final Four of the NIT and they knocked off Virginia on the road. We saw what Tony Bennett's built there with that program. That was a nice win. Absolutely. Now, if it doesn't involve your team, you're not watching. I mean, unless you have absolutely nothing going on. You're not sitting down and you're not watching Georgia Belmont. You're not watching Illinois Valpo. You're you're just not. That's that's not the way that it works out. But if your team's involved, it's fun. It can be a lot of fun, and hopefully there'll be a great crowd there tomorrow night for the game. You know, they can get that one. TCU comes to town. Now, uh, my final four, I do not have Iowa. Yeah, I went through and and bracketed out. No, you did it. You did it. Oh, my God. I got problems. I got problems. I got Clemson. And Jerron Blossom game, one of the greatest names in college basketball, getting to the Final Four, coming to Carver and beating the Hawkeyes. But, uh, hey, if they get there, New York City, I think it'd be a great thing for this team. And and even if they would get upended by Clemson, you know, in the quarterfinals before they get to New York, still playing three more games and just watching this team three more times, I'd sign up for that right now. I've just enjoyed this team so much. Exactly. I'm not ready for the season to end. We're talking with people about some, some liked Fran, some didn't like Fran, but I saw some tweets that, that um, Rob Howe put out. Fran's the first in program history to get Iowa with 18-plus wins in six straight years. Now, how many more games do we play than we used to back in the day? So is that kind of a false stat? Not really. Not really. I mean, go back back 30 years ago. Go back 30 Uh years ago, going into the NCAA tournament that year, they were 27-5, and so they played 32 games that season. How many games did they play this year? Let's see, what is their record? Uh... What are we, 18 or 14? Mm-hmm. 32. 14. Gotcha. Okay, I'll be damned. Yeah. I, I, I thought we played more games now than we used to. No, we, uh, we play more now than they did, you know, under Bucky O'Connor. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it in a historical context over the last, say, 35, 40 years, it's right in line, right in line yep. with what they've done. Yeah, and you talked about the 40s. Here's a couple more facts Rob Howe had uh, for the Fran haters. Four straight first-team All-Big Ten players. First time since the 40s, all oh, that good 40s team. You remember that team, Trent? Oh, remember well, yes, yes. Oh, wait, did Jimmy be there? Jimmy. <laughs> Can I talk to Jimmy? B? Yeah. Just kidding, Jimmy. He'll and then uh, three straight years of uh, going to the NCAA tournament, just missed it this year. First time since 91 to 93. Uh, upper division of Big Ten for five years in a row, 500 or better. I mean, so he's he's got this sucker going, and you and you see what's going to happen in the future. So I don't, I don't get the Fran hate. I tell I told you before about the Brandon Mills, and there's things that I can't stand about him. But overall, I think he's a damn good coach, and he's the coach that we needed. And the future is freaking bright. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. No doubt at all. Well, Wolfgang, with that, let's uh, move off the Hawkeyes here for a moment, and let's uh, just take a look at the regular bracket. No, not my NIT bracket that I have in front of me. <laughs> let's go to the uh, big bracket here. What jumped off the page to you? What was something that uh, you looked at? A lot of people are talking about Wichita down on the 10 line. You know what? You're upset about it. Flip it around, put them on the 7 line, put date on the 10, you're good to go. And then they're yeah, exactly. they, they, they were underseeded, but that's the way things go. Here is one thing with that game, Wichita against Dayton. You look on the other side of the bracket, you get St. Mary's against VCU. Seemingly each and every year this happens where your good mid-majors are faced up against each other in the first round. Want to get rid of those good mid-majors as soon as possible. That annoys the crap out of me. It, yes, I know, yes. And I get that, that you're a Missouri Valley fan. And Wichita, what I do when I go through this, because I don't like to go one 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 one. But if you're asking me to put a gun to my head, would I probably go with the ones? Yeah, because 
because the percentages are, are there. But whenever I have won it or come close to winning it, like remember Georgia Tech when they made the championship game, I had them in the championship game. The Fab Five, I had them in the championship game. A lot of people had them to the Elite Eight. I try to find a team that, especially when I was not in it, that I root for that maybe people are overlooking that could somehow, you know, get the win for me. Those teams that I wrote down, and this is, and I'm not joking, Iowa State. I think Iowa State is one of those teams that nobody is going to want to play. Mm-hmm. And with with all their guard play, and it's so funny, if you'll remember back in the beginning of the year, and I don't know why we were talking about this, we were talking about the how interesting it would be if Iowa State played Purdue. Right. And look what's going to happen. Why were we talking about that? That is going to be a crazy, weird game to watch. Well, because last year it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen in the round of 32 a year ago. Purdue just collapsed over the last two and a half minutes against Arkansas. Little Rock got upset in overtime, and we didn't get that matchup with Iowa State and Purdue. So the committee said, you know what? Purdue screwed it up last year. We're going to try to get it again this year, though. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm very much looking forward to it. I think I was obviously two-point loss to Gonzaga. I like to look at teams, even if they lost the game, but if they were close and a two-point loss to Gonzaga, a four-point loss to Kansas, they beat Kansas. They beat Okie State three times. They beat Baylor. They, uh, you know, who else? TCU. They they can win big games, um, and especially if Burton is on, look the freak out. Uh, the team that I think I'm going to have in the Final Four, um, I don't know if you consider this. I've been talking about them all year and how they scare me. West Virginia. I'm trying to decide how far to take them. How far you got them going? Uh, West Virginia have getting knocked off by Notre Dame. I like the way yeah, that okay. the Irish are playing. They've been uh, very close. Really, that bracket as a whole out west. It's a, a bunch of teams that have been good, just haven't been able to kind of break down the wall. you got Gonzaga. We know their story. Uh, they've made the Elite Eight back in the first year with Dan Munson all the way back, and since then haven't been able to get to a Final Four or even an Elite Eight. you got Notre Dame. It had Kentucky on the ropes a couple of years ago with that undefeated team. Couldn't finish it out. you got Arizona. Sean Miller, many people consider the best coach in college basketball, never to make a Final Four. you got all these teams that have kind of been there. I'm going with Notre Dame, but you know what? When you go through it, you look at the bracket, there's one coach or one guy out, out of this whole group that has been able to finally get there, and that's Huggins in West Virginia. Maybe I should be with you. I, I like your line of thinking there. I probably couldn't have picked him uh, before Jimmy B and you were telling me uh, that Huggins is actually a good guy, so it makes it a little bit easier to root for them. <laughs> and I don't know if that's considered you know, I don't know if that's considered a big, huge upset if I pick them to the championship game or the final four. They're no. a four seed. but. Right. Um, and then, like I said, Iowa State, um, Michigan's coming on. You remember, I was really disappointed in myself all year because I thought Michigan was going to be a good team, and then they're in the eighth seed, which made me look like a complete fool. But they're coming on, so I'm trying to decide whether to pick. But that's, I mean, they got a tough first game. They do. Going up against Okie State. Then if they win that, Louisville. Then if they win that, probably Oregon. I mean, geez. So I... I don't know if I'm going to pick them. And then the other team that I've been at, it's so funny that I've been asking about you um, because you've watched so much Minnesota basketball, and I got to watch. I got a chance to watch three games, and I absolutely loved them, mm-hmm. um, is Minnesota. I love their defense. I love how hard they play. Um, I love the guy in the middle, Lynch, like we talked about. And by the way, he is a junior. We yeah. were talking last time. We, we were, weren't sure if he was a senior or junior. So I looked it up, and he's a junior. So they're going to be good next year, man. Woo. The only guy that they lose off the team for next year is a guy that they won't have for the uh, NCAA tournament. That's Akeem Springs, who is a grad transfer guy, came over from UW-Milwaukee, and can really fill it up from the outside, a good shooter. They're going to be without him. And, and that 
that does leave me a little nervous for the Gophers here. We saw Middle Tennessee State what they did last okay. year against Izzo. Remember, Michigan State, though, they were a two-seed. I mean, most everybody, I would say they were probably the favorite, at least in this region, here in the Midwest when people are picking their champion. A lot of people had Michigan State cutting down the nets, and Middle Tennessee went out there and just dominated that game. It, it was one of the more impressive games. It wasn't one of those clunky 15 seeds that kind of had a lot of breaks go their way. You know, Jamal Tinsley missing a layup against Hampton. Uh, Syracuse just playing like crap against Richmond way back in the day. Santa Clara and Steve Nash. No, this was Middle Tennessee State just taking it to Michigan State. They return a lot there. That That is a difficult matchup for the Gophers. If they get by there... Whoever wins that game between Minnesota and Middle Tennessee State, I think will be in the Sweet 16. I don't love Butler. The Winthrop team is okay. Maybe they can pull an upset there. But I think the winner will go to the Sweet 16 and get Carolina between the Gophers and Middle Tennessee. Okay, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. It's going to be West Virginia. Um, it's going to be UCLA, just because I want to melt down on that type of Oh, no. And I want to hear you go off, and I will not be able to wait. Matter of fact, I'm going to call you when that happens, right immediately. So expect a phone call. I'm going UCLA just because I can't wait to hear the just piss and vinegar in your voice. Oh, um, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> oh, I got uh, UCLA. Uh, we're going to have to go with uh, can't go with Iowa State. I got to pick up Michigan. I'm sitting here telling you that's one of my. They're not going to go to the Final Four for crying out loud. <laughs> they just. I mean, I I would love to pick them just to. Okay, so we'll go Kansas, I guess, unfortunately. Kansas, UCLA, West Virginia, and uh, Nova. And Nova. And then I and then yeah, and if I change if I decide to go one more team, I will I will uh text you and be on the record before Thursday. Because I'd like to pick another team that isn't a one seed, to be honest with you. So you're, you're well, going... UCLA is the one seed. They're a three seed. They're so, a three seed, yeah. yeah. You're I got in good three, shape. Four, ones. three four two ones. That makes me happy. Not too bad. Not too now, bad. Now, who you got? Who you got? You got two minutes, or who you got? Oh, uh, let's see here. I, I am not official yet. I do wait until the very okay. end to change things. But as it's yeah. currently sitting, out east, I got Duke. Got okay. Duke uh, beating. And, and you know, th- that's a tough one for me because I really like Wisconsin's chance against Villanova. I don't like the way Florida's playing right now. I loved UNC Wilmington coming into the bracket. I don't like their matchup with Virginia there. I think SMU gets to the Sweet 16 and uh, loses to Duke. But I got Duke coming out of the East. Uh, In the West, as we look down at the bracket on the bottom left for people following along at home, I do have Arizona finally getting it done. I told you I do have Notre Dame, though, on the other side there in the Elite Eight. And, And this is one of the reasons when I initially did it, Sunday night, my first run through the bracket, I had four ACC teams. I said, I can't do that. So I changed <laughs> I changed, and I put Arizona in there instead of Notre Dame. Uh, back up to the upper right in the Midwest region, Kansas-Iowa State in the Sweet 16. I got Rhode Island-Louisville on the bottom half with Louisville ultimately getting uh, to the Final Four from the Midwest. And then in the South, this one was a tough one. The name brand programs there. Carolina, Kentucky, UCLA. You got the Bruins. I can't do it. I, I just. <laughs> I know you. I, I'm hoping for another epic uh, meltdown here from UCLA, and they lose to Kent State. How great <laughs> oh. would that be? Oh, oh, oh so baby. good. Northwestern State style. Are you talking? Oh, it would be so so good to see it happen. Uh, Steve lost to what Harvard when he was at New Mexico as a three seed. He'd do it again, and probably be the first coach ever. I believe he's the only coach ever to lose twice as a three seed, and then he'd add to that total and be the uh, his third. Third loss as a three seed against Kent State. Don't see that one happening. 
To me, it comes down to the winner of Wichita, Kentucky against Carolina in the Elite Eight. And uh, Carolina, they got a cakewalk to me uh, getting to that Elite Eight. I think they're going to roll through pretty easily to that point. Comes down to Wichita, Kentucky. I've gone both ways kind of in that one. But uh, we'll go with Wichita here. Carolina gets nice. it done. I like the, okay, I like the pick. Interesting. It's, yep. You've seen enough of them. You probably see more of them, more of them than, most, than most people, obviously. Well, here's the thing that has bothered me, as people have uh, talked about it. And you could, you could talk about this, Wolfgang. You're an NBA fan. Yeah. So, remember, they lose two all-timers in Baker and Fred Van Fleet, two guys mm-hmm. that were incredible college basketball players and at the level of of Wichita State, I mean, we're talking historic figures in program lore. They have to replace those two guys, plus another starter. They lose early on. They, they lost out in a tournament, lost to Michigan State, lost another game. Can't remember who the other one was. Regardless of that, though, people say, well, the teams that they played, they lost to. Well, since then, and since they figured it out, they played incredibly well. Look at what happened in Miami when LeBron got there. It took a while for them to figure it out, right? Sure. Even look at even look at Golden State earlier this year. They got blown out in their first game. Blown out in their first game playing with Kevin Durant and all the all-stars that they have accumulated there. It takes a while to figure out what you're doing when you have new pieces, especially like a place like Wichita that lost two historic figures. So to me, I love Wichita. I, I think if you're looking at that and saying they lost to these teams and they haven't played anybody, it's true. But not only have they dominated the MVC, they throttled everybody they played. It wasn't that they were getting by. That was Illinois State. Now, Illinois State was sneaking by, winning a lot of four or five-point games throughout the uh, back half of the conference schedule. Wichita, time in and time out, they were just throttling people. They're really good, Wolfgang. Yeah, chemistry. And then you got to know who the guys on your team are that are going to step up and be the men at the end of games. That, um, and that's what you were, you were talking about, the heat. That's, that was the big thing. They couldn't figure out if it was going to be LeBron or... And finally, Wade said, okay, let me get out of the way here. Mm-hmm. You're the best player in the league. Let me do that. Um, so you're looking at Iowa State. They got, I mean, this is going to be fun. They got KU, and they've only lost to them by four, and they've beaten, beaten them. That's for one seed. Nobody to be scared of. Iowa State fans mm-hmm. got to be bumped. Oh, absolutely. absolutely well, and not only that, you got Milwaukee this weekend. If you get to the Sweet 16, then it's Kansas City, a return trip, trip to the Sprint Center in Hilton South. And, uh, this fan base, the way they eat up tickets, uh, they're going to be there in force in Milwaukee. They're going to be there in force in Kansas City. Line it up. Another shot that at big, Kansas. Did Absolutely. you hear those fans in oh, the baseball tournament? Incredible. That freaking place was crazy. Freaking crazy. And if you're an Iowa State fan, if you've got to play a one seed, Kansas is the one you want to play because you know you can play with them. You know them. I mean, they know you. But obviously, four-point loss and a win. Why not? Yes. Yeah. Kansas has gotten by on a lot of close games throughout the year. You sign up for that matchup. I, I, I'd rather see, if I'm an Iowa State fan, I'd rather see Kansas over Carolina, over Villanova. You're not going to see Gonzaga. You saw them earlier this year. But I, I'd rather see them than certainly those other two teams. I'd rather see yes. them than most every other two seed out there. I'd rather two see Kansas. Look at that. Yeah. Two one seeds. Lose it to Gonzaga by two, and then what we just talked about with Kansas. Man. Ooh, I'm getting fired up. What's I thought it was a Hawkeye fan. What's going on here? <laughs> a new one. Wolfgang Cyclone. It's his new Twitter account. In truthfulness, it is at Wolfgang Hawkeye. Our conversations here on Tuesdays presented by the Spa at West Glen. Wolfgang off for the NCAA tournament. We'll have the coverage here on 1700 with Westwood One. Enjoy Florida, my man. And we'll talk again next week. I will, man. See you Tuesday, buddy. All right.
Have a good one. That's Wolfgang Hawkeye joining us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. It's presented by the Spa at West Glen. We'll come back here, 2 o'clock hour, right around the corner. We got still plenty to come here on the show. A busy day as we get ready for the NCAA tournament. The first four begins tonight here on 1700 KBGG. Back with more live from the Wolf Construction Studios, it's Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. Big news, big talk. Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG. At Menards, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything in the store, including thousands of sale items. Whether it's simple updates or large renovations, you'll save 11% on all of it. Now's the perfect time to finish those projects and get ready for the next big thing. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices, now at Menards. Good through March 18th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Here's Pete, Tony, and the two for four dollar croissant deal. The other day, Pete and I go to Burger King for my croissant. You know, they're just two for four bucks. Oh, it's my favorite. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I got two croissant, and I gave one to this guy. I'm like, who are you? I'm the guy that just paid for your breakfast. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> you guys. The croissant deal is two for four dollars. Now made with 100% butter for a soft and flaky croissant. Get two croissant sandwiches now for four dollars only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. If you think trains will stop if they see a car on the tracks, you're right, they will. About a mile after they hit you. In 2015 alone, 230 people were killed at railroad crossings. Don't become the next fatality. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hey there, it's Gil, the office small talker. Well, guess who just went on a trip to Branson, Missouri and is going to waste your lunchtime telling you about it? This guy. And what about this crazy weather we've been having lately? We're going to talk about that, too. Someone eating your lunchtime? Get it back with Taco Bell's $5 Triple Double Crunch Wrap box. A crunchy taco, Doritos Locos taco, a Triple Double Crunch Wrap, and a medium drink. All your favorites boxed up for $5. Nothing to think about. And you don't have time to think, because we need to talk about all this rain we've been having. I mean, it's crazy. At participating locations for a limited time, prices may vary, tax extra. Here's a question for you. Do you know this song? Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs, almost note for note, they never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It's sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message with some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets into your long-term memory even when you don't. My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. 